Hi, I'm Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. Welcome to our series of Selling Security to the Board interviews. In this segment, we're talking about defending the organization against advanced persistent threat. It's my pleasure to be speaking today with Justin Lachesky. He's a cyber intelligence analyst with Lockheed Martin's commercial cybersecurity. Justin, thanks so much for joining me today. Great to be here. So, Justin, we've been dealing with the Advanced Persistent Threat, APT, for several years now. What do you find to be the specific new manifestations that are challenging organizations today? Yeah, I think there are really two big trends that we're seeing that are really creating some interesting challenges. First is what I think is the the shifting focus among the adversaries. Organizations and industries that in the past have relied on a perception of being out of the crosshairs don't really have that luxury anymore. So that's a challenge that isn't just affecting government or defense contractors, but we're seeing pharma, healthcare, high tech, financial services. You know, we're really seeing a changing appetite from the, the threat actors. From an attacker's perspective, this has some benefit for them in exposing some more vulnerable organizations that haven't really been playing this game or in this space for quite as long. Now, the second challenge that, that we've been seeing a lot is really the speed of change. Uh, the zero-day exploits that were seen in, in June and July timeframe of this year is, is really a great example of this. Uh, during that time, we saw adversary groups very quickly pick up and operationalize some new techniques, but they did it in a variety of ways. So, for example, you might have the same flash exploit being used via direct link and email by actor A, while actor B is compromising legitimate sites and, and hosting the exploit there. And maybe actor C is, is off doing something entirely different. Uh, the reason that's a challenge is it very quickly increases the threat surface for organizations. It really takes a more holistic approach to be effective in defending against threats uh, when those threats are both technically sophisticated but also rapidly adapting and changing. This really means that organizations need to have an underlying approach and mindset that allow them to outmaneuver the attackers uh, using people, process, technology, uh, and also threat intelligence. Justin, that's really well said. That's an excellent overview. And it strikes me that given how attackers have kind of changed their approach, traditional defenses consistently come up short in defending against these threats. Why is that? Is it because they're, they're mired in traditions that just don't work now? Yeah, that's, that's really a great question, and, you know, it doesn't have an easy answer. I think, you know, kind of need to caveat this with different organizations are going to see different levels of success. There's going to be a lot of kind of variance uh, across industries. Um, but I think that one thing that we see is a prevailing theme uh, that has reduced our, our overall effectiveness uh, is that we're continuing to chase this, this point solution uh, or kind of silver bullet mindset. You know, we're really looking for the next widget or service that, that we can buy and, you know, the problem goes away. Uh, and this isn't a, a new mindset. We've seen a lot of these silver bullets come and go over the years. We used to hear that antivirus would solve the problem or that intrusion detection systems would solve the problem or application whitelisting or sandboxing. And this list goes on and on. But those are really just pieces of, of the puzzle. And don't get me wrong, they're they're very important pieces. Uh, some of them are undoubtedly necessary, but none of them by themselves are sufficient. Now, the reason they're not sufficient is 
if the entire defense is built on just a single technology or capability, then it's, you know, it's a single point of failure. When the adversary succeeds in circumventing that technology or exploiting that technology for their own benefit, uh, then, you know, there's really nothing else up next to help the defender. These technology solutions are really limited to just sort of a single slice of the big picture. So they're only effective across a narrow window of threats, you know, one specific portion of the threat or an attack that they, that they see. Uh, you know, an antivirus just sees files, email filtering just sees emails, and web proxies just see web traffic. Now, if defenders are only using these tools and are only thinking about things in terms of these narrow slices and windows, then they're really giving the advantage back to the adversary, and the adversary becomes the one that starts to dictate the pace of change and how things change. So until we can shift the focus from something like, you know, how do I block malware to how do I understand and defend against an adversary, then defenders will continue to be a step behind. Justin, let's bring it back to Lockheed Martin. How are you helping your customers to improve and be more effective at defending against these advanced threats? Yeah, I think we need to kind of step back, you know, almost 10 years now to, to Lockheed Martin's own story. Something that we did very early on and something that we identified is that, you know, as defenders, we really need a framework to understand uh, what these attackers are doing and how these attacks work. For Lockheed Martin, that framework is the cyber kill chain. And kind of in the most basic way, the cyber kill chain provides a means for seeing the whole picture. So what did an adversary do to carry out the attack? What would have happened as the attack progressed? Uh, this understanding is, is really critical, and it's critical because uh, it provides us with the ability to apply that understanding back to defense, uh, a model that we call intelligence-driven defense. But those two building blocks, understand the attack, and then use that understanding to improve defense, really form the foundation for just about everything we're doing in this space. So we take those principles and we then use them to help our customers in, you know, honestly a lot of different ways. Uh, ranges from assessments to understand current state to consulting work to help drive improvement. Uh, we also have technical solutions like our Palisade Threat Intelligence platform that's really built to enable defenders to be more effective. Uh, or even services like it, like our advanced threat monitoring uh, where our analysts are applying this uh, this analysis and tradecraft uh, on our client's behalf. So when we look across the, the entire portfolio, what we're really trying to do is, is bring an awareness uh, and an understanding of the threat and also what it takes to be successful, you know, the classic people, process, technology. Uh, bring that to the market so that our customers can improve their defensive posture. Justin, interesting question for you. In some cases... Do we need to actually allow an attack to progress and not stop it when we find it so we can come to better understand it? I think in some cases that might make sense. Uh, certainly not all cases. Uh, you know, there are some cases where the right response is to observe, make sure that you have a full understanding of the attack and the attacker before taking action. Uh, and really you do that to make sure that your, that your action is comprehensive and decisive. Uh, you don't you don't want any half measures when it comes to mitigating or, or remediating these threats. So you want to make sure that you understand the full picture and, and can take the appropriate action. But that that doesn't mean that as defenders we should be you know just sitting by while while attackers run rampant through the network. Uh, you know again the the cyber kill chain really provides that framework to understand the full life cycle of an attack, uh, and and it really allows defenders to synthesize what would have happened uh, after successfully stopping an attack. 
So if there's an email with some malicious attachment, that email gets blocked. Rather than that being kind of the end of the event, defenders can use the, the cyber kill chain and do things like analyze the attachment to understand its purpose. So what exploit does it use? How does it install on a system? How does the attacker communicate with it and use it? And by answering those questions, it allows the defender to learn more about the attack and also understand the attacker better. A lot of times we use the phrase, use the whole buffalo. And what we mean by that is you know, use everything we can and learn everything we can about an attack in order to improve our understanding. And that understanding, again, is, is really the first step in, uh, in being able to be more effective in, in defending. Uh, and we can do all that without necessarily uh, requiring that every attack be successful when passively observed. I want to come back to the topic we opened this with, which is selling security to the board. Certainly boards of directors are aware of APT. They've seen it on TV. They've heard about it. But for people in a security organization, what is critical to communicate to the board, and how do we ensure that we get the board support for APT defenses? Yeah, I think the the media coverage of, of APT is kind of a double-edged sword. Um, you know, I think I think at least some of what the boards uh, are hearing now, you know, is is borderline fud. Uh, there's definitely a lot of doom and gloom out there. Uh, now, don't get me wrong. There's a, a very real very tangible threat to companies uh, and and posed by advanced persistent threat. Uh, but I think there's also a lot of misunderstanding and, and misinterpretation, um, both by the media as well as by boards. You know, cybersecurity isn't necessarily a losing battle, uh, but being successful really requires that an organization commits to it, uh, and, and they've got to back it up with the right people and the right process and technology. So I think even putting all of that aside, uh, it's critical that we that we make the point to boards and to other leaders that you know APT defense isn't just a bolt-on option. Uh, it's not an add-on for their existing security capabilities. Uh, it's not something that they can just go out and and buy and and plug in to solve the problem. That's really kind of that that old way of thinking. Uh, the reality is that effective defense depends on solid, sound approach technically, but also procedurally and it really has to be supported organizationally. So in terms of how we go about ensuring board support, I think the starting point and really the big piece of it is education. So showing that APT defense is inextricable from information security and that information security is a critical function of the organization. And I also think boards are incentivized by the fact that the cost of failure in this area is vast damaged brand reputation, loss of revenue, regulatory fines, lost clients. That list goes on and on, and, and that's really just the immediate tangible impact. You don't have to look very hard in the news recently to, to find lots of examples of, of what it costs you know, or what the cost of inadequate security really is. So ultimately, I think that it's a combination of here are the very real consequences of failure uh, and pair that up with here's what it takes to succeed, uh, and laying out that, that foundation, those requirements. And, and we've seen that be tremendously successful uh, for us as, as well as for our clients. Justin, in terms of your clients, what are some of the lessons you've learned from them regarding successful board commitment and successful APT defenses? Yeah, I think one big lesson is that every situation is going to be a little bit different. Uh, trying to go in with a, a one-size-fits-all solution or mindset, a lot of times, you know, doesn't work out the way that we 
that we wanted to. Um, you know, things like risk tolerance, budget sensitivity, uh, even technical knowledge or domain expertise are all aspects that could change not only how we engage with a client, but also how we engage with, with the board. Uh, in terms of being successful in APT defense, we've learned a lot about the importance of a holistic view. When we engage a client, very rarely is it ever starting from scratch. Uh, investments have already been made, processes are in place, staff is hired. So you know, we've learned a lot about you know, coming in, kind of taking stock, understanding current state, identifying gaps, and then creating feasible plans to set our customers up for success. So, you know, don't come in with the, the kind of big bang plan to, to get them to some utopia, but, but work with them to understand, you know, what that evolution is going to look like, what steps need to be taken to get them to the next level. And what we found time and time again is that you know, boards that are funding kind of that chase for a silver bullet solution, ultimately they end up disappointed. Uh, if they're expecting us to come in with a, a widget or a service that, you know, they, they flip the switch and the problem goes away, uh, it's, it's not going to work like that. But our customers that have made the choice to invest in initiatives that look at the big picture, uh, approach the problem holistically, create robust, resilient cybersecurity programs, once we can kind of make that breakthrough and, and help our clients take that approach, that's when they really start to see that growth and maturation. And demonstrating that to the board really helps solidify their continued commitment for that continued success. Justin, last question for you. The board's business leaders, they all love return on investment. How then should organizations be measuring and then communicating the ROI from their APT defenses? Yeah, I think this one can be tricky. You know, it's not just about the tactical measures. You know, how many attacks are you blocking? Uh, what was the dollar cost saved of these, you know, theoretical incidents? Have they not been stopped? Now, there's definite value in being able to measure the effectiveness of defenses. Uh, you need to be able to show that, you know, attacks are being stopped earlier. They're being stopped more consistently. Uh, you need to be able to have a, a measurable defense in depth. You know, those are all critical at the operational level. When we're looking strategically, you know, talking to the board, talking with senior leaders, the organization should be interested in those operational things, but also uh, in in the maturity of its cybersecurity programs and capabilities. Now, what they should be seeing is a trend toward the more proactive or, or even a predictive state, and that shift is going to be enabled through, through demonstrating those those operational measures. Now, the organization's evolution is also going to result in a growing ROI. As you improve, as you become more mature, then, then the return on investment from those programs is also going to increase and improve. Now, when it comes to communicating that, I think that it really needs to happen in, in both directions. Uh, from the top down, I think that there needs to be a clear message that there's a, a business need to evolve cybersecurity posture ahead of the attackers, uh, and a business need to continually be measuring the results, learning, and growing. And then from the bottom up, showing that evolving and growing is driving more effective defenses and a more consistent, more resilient defensive posture. I think blending those perspectives really gives a better picture of reality and ultimately leads to much more effective communication. Well, Justin, that's been excellent insight. I appreciate your time and your thoughts on APT today. Absolutely. Thank you. The topic has been selling security to the board, defending against APT. I've been speaking with Justin Lachesky. 
For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.